test, test. Hello, this is JMac. I am calling you from, uh, as I walk across the chain bridge from the Pest side of Budapest to the Buddha side of Budapest. Did you know that the city of Budapest was originally two towns named Buda and Pest on either side of the Danube River? And they were connected by the bridge that I am now walking across. You can hear buses going past. It is a thriving and beautiful city, especially at Christmas time. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk to you about the video game Earthbound, because Ryan really wanted me to talk about Earthbound for a few minutes while I'm on a bridge in the city of Budapest, because the beginning of the novel Dracula by Bram Stoker, Stoker uh, begins with whoever is writing the very first letter in this particular epistolatory novel um, arriving at Budapest by train and remarking at how beautiful it is, but that he cannot stay because the train is behind and he must rush away. I have been here one week. I fly home tomorrow. Here it is about Earthbound. While I was on my vacation, half of which was here in beautiful Budapest, I finally played the video game uh, Undertale. Now, I said to the people on this podcast, well, it is funny that I mentioned Norco as an example of a video game that, like Earthbound, uses the combat UI itself as a storytelling mechanic, because it does it a little bit, when Undertale does it pretty much from snout to tail. And Ryan said, much ink has already been spilt on Undertale. It is hard to disagree with this. That's part of the reason I did not play this game for quite a while. I was rather oversold on it. But here it is. Uh, in the span of a few months, I have played, for the first time, myself, Earthbound, and then Undertale. Perhaps I am the only person on Earth who can say this. Let's go with that. Here's the particular thing I want to talk about. Um, I wish to, despite Ryan's uh, warnings, not warnings, um, just despite, despite Ryan's misgivings about rolling these particular bones out one more time, I wish to compare one specific detail because specificity is the soul of crossing bridges, my friends. And it is this, because it is about the connection between two particular works, be they Central European towns of antiquity or two JRPGs spaced 20 years apart in time. Um, in the video game Earthbound, and the podcast by this time has already gone over this, so I do not need to rehash this whole story, but I was reminding myself of it today, and it is a great delight. Just checking to see that I'm still recording. Hi, it is a great delight when you buy the house. So buying the house itself is a rare act. You, you need to be reminded that the house exists when you have enough money to go back to, um, I'll just say, own it. I'll just, I'll own it. I'm going to say one it. It's my, it's my three minutes. It's my bridge for now. It's my span of the bridge. When you remember that a, 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 a house is for sale in one ed or perhaps Tucson, I've already forgotten. You need, yes, 
when you can afford it, you need to remember that you, it's still there and you can go back and buy it. And then as has been revealed on the podcast, when you buy this house, it contains nothing. It doesn't even contain a back wall. The whole thing's a joke. And part of the joke is that the only item of interest, if you can call it that, um, is a magazine clipping inside of a box that you find. And it just goes off on this bizarre story about how uh, the person writing it in first person is, is talking about how he was driving down the New Jersey Turnpike and a cop pulls him over for speeding and he points um, at his wife's fat stomach and says, my wife is in labor, you must let me go. And the wife gets, I should say as an aside, now that I'm talking about it, now that I have my chance, the wife gets no lines in this particular story. And I find myself imagining her being a mannequin of some kind. It doesn't say that either, but that if, if I try to picture this, this, this thing happening, that's, that detail uh, asserts itself. I, I just wanted to let you know. And the cop says, well, I'll, I'll escort you to the hospital. And then the man says, no, no, you don't understand. This baby is a demon child. And it's, it's that not punt. Like, so I remembered while thinking about this over the past few days, I remembered that the story kind of like peters out and has no point, but it, it's not that it's that it, it, it specifically has an ending and the ending is a not punchline. It is a punchline, but the opposite of one. And then it just abruptly stops. And there you are in your crappy house that you can't even improve. And that is the end of this particular side quest in the video game earthbound. I consider this one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen ever. Um, Going ahead to the game Undertale, which was published by indie developer Toby Fox 20 years later, if uh, my math is right, there's a very similar thing. Um, you can you can go into a, a, a house, a derelict house, and in the derelict house, it's, which is difficult to get into, and in the derelict house there is a series of journals and you can read these journals. They're just laid out on the floor. And it gives you backstory to one of the game, actually not just one of the game's antagonists, but the particular antagonist you are likely to be facing when you happen across the key, which you can buy from a merchant for an exorbitant cost um, at one particular point of the game. So this also is hidden in obscurity finding these journals because you not only have to like buy this key blindly that you don't know what it does but then you have to remember where in the past have i seen a locked door um and then you have to go back to it and apply the key to it and here you are in this house and you learn this this character's backstory um the character's backstory is interesting for multiple reasons first of all it gives you insight to the motivations and the history of this antagonist who is otherwise just kind of annoying and weird and it also serves, unless I am terribly misreading the situation, um, as a very deft uh, transgender allegory because it is specifically about how this character uh, is writing about how they are uh, feeling out of place in their own body. And they come across an ally who says, I can help you find a better shape for yourself. And that makes a lot of the strange things about this character suddenly make a lot more sense. Um, as far as I can tell, and this is getting back into how this is similar to Earthbound, actually reading this doesn't, I don't think it actually changes any outcomes in the game. 
Um, I don't think it gives you any dialogue options with this character. I don't know. Actually, I don't know for sure. Uh, it didn't for me because I only went back and I did this after I had gone through the whole business with this uh, particular antagonist and I had nothing further to say to them. Um, so, yes, here we are. And I've crossed the bridge, by the way. I'm, in, I'm on the Buddha side. I am now walking around a traffic circle to get back to Pesht. So my time is limited. <sighs> what is my point? My point is this. Um, these two elements of these two games are clearly in conversation with one another across time. Uh, the first to be laid down was the, I, I believe uh, Zach and Ryan and Emily called it a shaggy dog story that you find in Earthbound regarding, I'm crossing the street, there's buses, you'll have to bear with me here, uh, re re regarding this thing, are we, are we, are we breaking? I don't know how the city works. I think we are. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Everyone's so nice here. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, crossing lights in, in Budapest. Well, there are just not here. <sighs> um, you can edit this part out. <sighs> it's such a beautiful city. Listen, listen. So these are, these are in conversation with each other. Uh, and <laughs> please edit this out. No, I need to cross the street. This part's difficult. Um, there really aren't any crossing lights, and I should have seen this, this awkward bit coming up. Uh, it is at night, and it is drizzly, uh, which is both a reason for me being a bit cavalier with my own safety, but also very, um, cautious about the car's ability to stop in time, if you know what I'm saying. There, I've now set two feet on the bridge. Everything is fine. Let us examine the question of whether Undertale improved upon Earthbound in its own iteration of the idea that you, the player, find some text in the game that doesn't actually give you any sort of goodie. It's just fun to read. Earthbound is a complete non-sequitur. The, the text in Earthbound is an utter non-sequitur. It has nothing to do with anything elsewhere in the game. There is no reason to believe it was written by any other character in the game. Um, it is not regarding anything that happens in the game. It even goes so far as to name New Jersey, which is not a location in the world of the game, as far as we can tell. Uh, to remind the listeners, Earthbound takes place in a parody of the United States called Eagle Land, and I have no reason to believe that New Jersey would be in it. Now, it does have Stonehenge in Winters, which is the parallel of, of England. So perhaps New Jersey is the Stonehenge of the United States in Eagleland. Let's go with that. That's my new canon. Someone please file that uh, on starman.net. Um, I think that's the right URL. Complete, complete non sequitur. Yeah, we're still live. We're still recording. Good. Now... Undertale, instead, gives you uh, this thing that, that, that both hooks into the story and gives you more insight in an, in an interesting and very well-written and funny way about this mysterious uh, character that you have to fight several times. No spoilers. A lot of fighting. Um, and also serves as an a allegory 
for uh, a, a very specific kind of real world um, social struggle that a lot of people uh, go through in their lives. And, and, and again, like very written with a very light touch that I was very impressed by. So <laughs> one of these, the latter of them would appear at first blush to be much more satisfying to experience as a player and as a reader than the former. And I am here to tell you that while the two documents and the two experiences, for my money, are obviously qualitatively different, I cannot say that one is better or one was more satisfying for me than the other. While their delivery mechanisms are startlingly similar in that they are text that you find in an in-game abandoned house and you have to do something obscure to get it. I think Undertale clues it a little bit better than uh, Earthbound does, which is in character for both Undertale and Earthbound, frankly. Um, I believe that the purpose of Earthbound is to just... The purpose of Earthbound having this is to uh, shore up and undergird its own wonderful its own wonderful attitude, its own sense of humor, its own insight as, as to how the, the, the world of the game works and interacts with the world of the player in that it's based upon joy and absurdity and storytelling. <laughs> and if you think you're being clever and peeling back this curtain and looking at the works underneath, you're just going to find more layers of it. And then you drop the curtain and you get on with the game. Um, Undertale is like, we're going to make this a little bit deeper, actually. We're going to make this dessert a little bit richer. We're going to add a couple of layers onto it instead. And I think that that works perfectly well for what it is doing. And I think the emotional punch of Undertale is, frankly, a lot smoother <laughs> maybe better planned than that of Earthbound, which is pretty patchy at times. Um, Earthbound, as this podcast has mentioned, as I have mentioned on this podcast, tends to wander around a bit and kind of forget what it's doing, even if the entire thing is great fun to play. Um, Earth uh, Undertale, I think, is a much tighter experience. It's also a much shorter game, I do think. It's a much, much shorter game, actually. So the emotional uh, experience of playing it um, it feels more like a meal than, I don't, I don't know whether I don't even know what metaphor to apply to Earthbound, but as I neared, as I near the Pesh side of the chain of the famous chain bridge across the Danube, I will say in conclusion, what a delight, what an absolute delight to be not only the only person on earth to have played both Earthbound and Undertale for the first time for myself within like three months of each other this year, not only am I so privileged, but I also got to appreciate the way that these two unlikely elements uh, are holding hands and bridged with a common purpose of reinforcing their respective games, narratives, and attitudes through the medium of finding <laughs> ridiculous 
journals in abandoned houses that have no in-game effect at all. I love it. Long live text and video games. Thank you and good night.